You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to this second half of Real Presence Live today on October 2nd with your hosts, Jack and Doreen Kennelly, and we have on the line with us for this segment, Dr. James Papandrea, and his book is called Praying with the Psalms. And so, uh, doctor, welcome to the program, and uh, we're going to let you, like we do for all of our guests, kind of introduce yourself, tell us where you're calling from, and uh, then you can get into talking about yourself and your book. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show. It's a blessing to be with you this morning. Um, and, uh, as you know, as uh, our, our listeners have heard, my name is Jim Papandrea. I guess it's James on the cover of my books, but uh, everybody calls me Jim. I'm a uh, professor of church history and historical theology, so I'm, uh, I'm a revert to the Catholic faith. I'm one of those guys, like you've heard of, who uh, was in the Protestant world, but then studied the Church Fathers, and, you know, you know what happens, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so um, so I, too, uh, you know, came back to the Catholic Church, oh, about 20 years ago or more now. Um, but I still teach at a Methodist seminary in, uh, in, in Illinois, and so I, I you know, I kind of uh, have one foot in, in a couple of worlds, and I, I work uh, on some ecumenical projects, and, um, you know, I try to bring... I try to bring the uh, the truth about the early church to folks when I teach, um, because you know I, I, maybe some of your listeners have had this experience. But when I was coming up in the Protestant world, I was taught this myth that you know somehow the early church was actually Protestant, and then you know Catholics came along and ruined it by adding things, and then the Protestant Reformation was an attempt to get back to some kind of original. Christianity, right? And uh, when I studied the early Church and ended up getting a Ph.D. in it, I realized, hey, wait a minute, that's not true. Uh, the early Church is the Catholic Church, and uh, and so now I've started, uh, I've got a YouTube channel called The Original Church. I've got a community called The Original Church Community on, on Locals.com, uh, where we talk about these things, and, uh, you know, I bring the truth about the early Church to Catholics and Protestants, in a kind of a non-threatening way, but but to really dispel that myth about the the early Church, you know, not being Catholic, because of course it was. And so, um, so I, I'm also an author. I've written something like 25 books, and this is my latest one. This book, "Praying the Psalms: The Divine Gateway to Lectio Divina and Contemplative Prayer," and that's kind of a fancy title, but it's actually a very simple concept because. Uh, what I've done is I've created a book full of excerpts from the Psalms where I have uh, made a new translation of the Psalms. Um, I've, been, I've been practicing uh, Lectio Divina in my own prayer time for years, and throughout that I prayed through the Psalms in English, and then in Hebrew, and then in Greek, and then in Latin, and I took all of that into account when I made this, uh, this new translation. Wow. <laughs> that, that is impressive. Um, our first guest today was um, has written a book. Her name is Jem Sullivan, Sacred Art Every Catholic Should Know. And she talked about praying with art. This is a beautiful um, follow-up to that, praying with psalms. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Psalms. I mean, most people know that they're in the Bible, but you know, when were they written and who wrote them and you know what's their purpose? Right. Well, you know, the Psalms, of course, are in the Old Testament. Uh, so uh, for us Christians, it's that part of the Bible that comes to us from our our ancestors, uh, our, our Jewish ancestors, right? And so uh, many of the Psalms, as, as listeners probably know, are attributed to King David. Um, and uh, they, you know, they, they seem to come from that, that time period, uh, oh, around 1000 B.C. or something, when uh, the temple in Jerusalem was built and, and Hebrew worship was really coming into its own. And so the, um, the Psalms start out as, you know, the, the, the simple prayers of people uh, you know, crying out to God, pouring their hearts out to God. Many of them are what we would call foxhole prayers, right? You know, like like people in distress. Um, uh, but then they become part of Hebrew worship. And so we as Christians inherited them as a part of our worship. And, uh, of course, you know, I mean, uh, every Mass has a psalm uh, response in it, so we still use them as a part of our liturgical worship um we have the very ancient and very um and and very holy practice of the divine office or the liturgy of the hours where especially our clergy but you know other people who want to also pray through all of the psalms um on a regular basis and uh and so what i've done is i'm trying to bring uh praying the psalms to the average layperson who maybe doesn't have time to do the whole divine office. This is not meant to replace that at all, not meant to replace, uh, you know, the, the Psalms in your favorite Bible or anything like that. But, but what I've done is I've pulled out excerpts from the Psalms where the psalmist is speaking directly to God. Um, because, it, as you know, if you've ever read through the Psalms, there's a lot of material in there that's beautiful praise of God, but you end up spending a lot of time telling God things he already knows, right? Which, mm-hmm. is, which is great but maybe doesn't speak to your heart as much in the moment that you need prayer. And, um, and so uh, I, I've, made, I've just taken these excerpts where the, the psalm is cast in speaking to God, directly to God in the second person grammatically, you know, you, God. Uh, and I've sort of left out all the parts where the psalmist is speaking about God or complaining about their enemies or going on and on about you know, whatever. <laughs> and so uh, I just took the parts of the Psalms that are really conducive for an individual to sit down and pray them. Yeah, so that's, uh, so that's what this book is. So praying the Psalms, it sounds like, basically, you've kind of uh, done the work for us, where mm-hmm. we're taking the, the, the parts of the <laughs> Psalms that directly... Uh, address God. Is there more? Uh, help me out. Is there more to it than that? Well, there there is a little bit more. Um, but uh, but you're right. I've I've pulled out those parts that are that are most uh, most able to facilitate praying the words of Scripture, but making them your own. You know how Saint Paul tells us in Romans. Sometimes we don't even have the words to pray. Sometimes we don't even know what to say to God, and yet in those moments the Holy Spirit prays for us. And so this is this is one way to facilitate that. And um, 
And, and again, you know, my translation, it's a new translation. It's not meant to replace your favorite Bible, because in some ways what I've done with my translation is I've, I've translated it in a way that the meaning is more clear, but sometimes that the, the trade-off is you kind of lose the poetry of the original psalm. So I encourage people to read the same sections of psalms in their favorite Bible and compare, and maybe my translation will help you understand those places in the psalms in your Bible where you're not quite sure what the meaning is or what the psalmist is saying, and my translation will help you, um, you know, will help you pray it, and really, it'll really feel relevant to your own situation in, in that moment. It sounds like it might also have the potential of helping us to pray Okay, more authentically, even outside of the book that you've published. You know, I'm thinking, if I, I'm, I'm imagining if I had this book, Praying the Psalms, and had the experience of uh, praying to God in a way that was really a conversation with Him, I'm, I'm guessing that that's what this is, would aid a person in doing, and that 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 would move me in other other moments of prayer to um, to speak to him authentically or speak to him candidly. Is, yeah, I, I <laughs> is think that a that, good guess? I think that's yeah. true. And, and uh, you know, uh, definitely one of the things this book will help folks do is is learn how to pray using the words of Scripture, mm. um, because sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, who are we to think our own words are um, are better than the words of, of, of Holy Scripture that's been divinely revealed to us? And so uh, one of the things I do in the book is I teach the reader how to do Lectio Divina, or, you know, that's just Latin for divine reading. But what it means is praying the words of Scripture. And so I go through the very simple steps of how to at least begin to practice um this way of praying the scriptures, and then of course that method can be used to pray through other parts of the scripture. Not only to pray the words that that the biblical characters have prayed and make them our own, but also to hear um, God's responses and the the divinely re- revealed uh, love messages from God to us. To hear them as though they're they're uh, they're for us, and so and and then this book also includes. Um, uh, some blank pages for journaling, so you can you can kind of make make the psalms your own, uh, write your own write your own prayers, and record how your prayers were answered or the other things you're concerned about. And so the book becomes a kind of um, journal as well. That sounds like a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful and practical tool. Um, on the other side of the break, could you? Um, talk a little bit about, okay, I lost my thought. Um, shoot. Uh, well, you've got so, 30 seconds oh, till the break. The, about how the book is organized. <laughs> okay. You know, how you decided the order of the Psalms that you put in the book. But we'll do that after the break. Okay. Okay, we're, we've, we're talking with Dr. James, or informally Jim Papandrea, and we're talking about his book, Praying with the Psalms. And we're more of that on the other side of the break. So stay with us for Real Presence Live. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. Spirito for Catholic with Bible study. In today's political and cultural landscape, it can be difficult to argue that there is an objective truth because in today's age, feelings and desires rule. In a word, sentimentality prevails. Because sentimentality prevails, we applaud grossly immoral behavior in the name of fairness. We cannot reason through issues because we wouldn't want to be mean. But Christ wants more for us than to be subject to sentimentality. He wants us to use our unique human reason to reach the truth about our world and the next. John 8.32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yes, back to the show with Jack and Doreen Canelli as your hosts. And Doreen, our resident jokemeister, has queued up another one, so let's go. What do you get if you drop a pumpkin? Um, uh, pumpkin pie squash. You got it, Jack. Good job. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> That's, okay, yeah. well, we're talking to Dr. Jim Papandrea about his book, Praying with the Psalms. And I think Dream, Praying the Psalms. Praying the Psalms, <laughs> not with the Psalms. Praying the Psalms, sorry. But, Dream, did you have a question? Oh, yes. You... I, I was going to, w- um, just before the break, I was curious about um, the, the Psalms all have numbers in the in the Bible, and I was just wondering if they're in chronological order or how you arrange the Psalms you chose for your book, um, how you ordered them in the book. Yeah, so um, the book is mostly the, the translation of the Psalms themselves. There's a short introduction that teaches the reader about Lectio Divina and uh, sort of introduces the book and my method for how I put it together. And then, um, you know, the, the Psalms are given in order, in the same order that they would come in your Bible, though I don't include every psalm, right, because I'm only including uh, excerpts 
or those psalms that are cast in the second person where you're speaking directly to God. Um, and so there are whole psalms where there's none of that, and so I, I don't include those. Um, so it doesn't include all the psalms, but they are, uh, they are in order. It's, it's interesting with the numbers because um, some of your listeners might know this, but uh, the, the English, uh, which is based on usually the Hebrew, uh, will have one number. But for most of the Psalms, the, the Latin, which is based on the Greek, will have a different number. So most of the Psalms have two numbers, and they're usually right next to each other. They're usually one off, like, you know, one, you know, 50 and 51 or something like that. But, uh, but very often the, the Greek and Latin are a different number than the one you may be used to. So I include both numbers. Are there 150 in both translations? Uh, yes. But uh, the first few are all the same number, and then at some point it gets off because part of one psalm in the Hebrew and English is, is part of another one, a different one, in the Greek and Latin, and so it kind of gets off. There's, you end up with the same stuff, um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that you have to remember is that the, in, in the whole Bible, the chapter and verse numbers were added later. Those are not part of the original... Um, the the original documents, and so it's not as though St. Paul or somebody was writing and, and thought, okay, here's where I'll begin chapter 4. Uh, all that stuff, those numbers were all added later. Right, thank you. So, what makes the Psalms useful spiritual tools? Well, I think that, uh, I, I think that the Psalms are are, are very beautiful prayers that not only have already been prayed, but they've been, but they've become for us sacred scripture. And so when you pray the Psalms, you're praying divinely inspired words uh, that have already been a part of someone's prayer who's going through perhaps something similar to what you're going through, or who has concerns similar to your concerns. And so in this book, I included an index. I call it a mood index, for lack of a better term. But, uh, but depending on the mood you're in, in other words, you know, what is it you're, you want to pray about? What are you concerned about? What, uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're grateful. Maybe you're feeling guilty. Maybe you're concerned for our country and our culture. And if you're not, you're not paying attention. Um, so, you know, what is it that you, that you want to pray about? You go to, to the back, to the index. And it'll tell you, it'll give you a list of psalms to go to. Uh, you know, sometimes if we wanted to just open our Bible and pray the psalms, we might not feel like we're finding the right psalms in that moment. But with this index, uh, you know, you can do that. And then from there, I, uh, I talk about something called breathing prayer, which is kind of, the, as the title suggests, the gateway into contemplative prayer, for those who are ready for it. Um, and I teach readers how to... Uh, not only pray the psalms, but pray the psalms as breathing prayers, which is a way of um, syncing up your your own breathing with the prayer to engage your body and your mind together in the prayer. And um, this is an ancient Christian practice. It's not the same thing as, um, you know, uh, Eastern meditation or secular mindfulness. It's, it's not any of that. It is an ancient Christian practice that's kind of, like I say, the, the gateway into contemplative prayer. Well, I wish we had time for you 
to lead us in um, praying with a psalm and guiding us in that way? Well, I think, you know, the, the thing about breathing prayer is it's always done silently because you're mm-hmm. breathing through the prayer, um, and so you can't pray out loud when you're doing breathing prayer. So if, if we did that on the air, it would, it would feel like <laughs> silence, <laughs> dead air. <laughs> yeah. We'd be making uh, memories yeah. with that okay. one. <laughs> yes, I was thinking of you reading the words aloud or something. I, yes, okay, yeah. good point. You know, <laughs> right, right. Well, what, uh, you know, with Christianity, Catholicism in particular, it seems like there are misconceptions about just about every aspect of it. And so I'm, uh, my question is, what, are there some misconceptions about the Psalms that you've encountered you know, in the course of uh, your, your work? Yeah, well, you know, um, it's interesting because I, um, I had written a book called um, Reading Scripture Like the Early Church, and that's, uh, that's, that's really the last book of mine that came out. And um, I talk about this in that book, um, how, you know, when we read the Psalms, some of it, even though it is inspired scripture, some of it is a record of the the very desperate prayers of real people who had real feelings, but who prayed for, for example, uh, revenge against their enemies. And uh, so I think one of the misconceptions is that, you know, just because it's in the Psalms does not necessarily mean it's God's will. And so there are some things in the Psalms that we're not meant to to pray. We're not meant to pray for the destruction of our enemies or that their children would be destroyed or anything like that, and yet, you know, you do find some of that in the Psalms. And so um, that's another one of the reasons why I've taken just excerpts from the Psalms, and I've, I've sort of left that stuff aside. Um, I, think, I think Catholics are better at understanding the Psalms, perhaps, than, than uh, some others, just because we are so used to the we're so used to the way the Psalms are used to praise God in our liturgy. Uh, so that's a good thing. Okay, uh, we've got about five minutes to go, and before we get too close to the end, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners where they can get your book. Well, yeah, it is, uh, it is available from Sophia Institute Press, um, and so uh, first place to go would be their website, but it's uh, certainly also available in other places, like on Amazon. It's, it comes out uh, next month, but it's already available for pre-order on Amazon. Um, and uh, if folks want to go to uh, drjimsbooks.com, just use that website, drjimsbooks.com, no apostrophes, no periods, um, You will that, that will bounce you right over to my Amazon author page. You'll be able to find me there and... and uh, if folks are interested, they can find me on YouTube, The Original Church, on YouTube, and on Locals.com, the Original Church community there, where uh, folks interact with me, because uh, I'm not on social media, so I have my interaction with people on Locals. Is Dr. written out, or is it the abbreviation, Dr. Jim's? Br- good question, but actually both will work, oh, okay. so either one. Okay. Yep. Apparently that question was asked asked before. I anticipated it. I, I, I got both domain names. Good idea. <laughs> well, we still have about three and a half minutes to go, and uh, I'm just kind of wondering if... Any what, final thoughts or yeah, words what, of encouragement? What, yeah, what, what uh, message would you like to give to our listeners uh, in general or specific to your book? Well, I'll just say this. You know, I, um, 
I wrote Reading Scripture Like the Early Church, and then my uh, the plan that I came up with with our publisher, with Sophia Institute Press, was to write uh, the next book coming out is um, Praying Like the Early Church. So I started writing Praying Like the Early Church, and I, I did finish it. It's coming out in the spring. But in the meantime, I, I say this only half-jokingly, I sort of accidentally wrote this other book, Praying the Psalms, because I realized that what I had been doing in my own prayer life might help others. And and so Praying the Psalms, which is you know ready for order now uh, and coming out next month, is kind of a companion volume to the one coming out in the spring, Praying Like the Early Church, which is all about how um, early Christians prayed, how the Church Fathers taught people to pray. And uh, there's some surprising things in there that, that even surprised me as I was doing the research. So um, so these, these books kind of uh, live as a part of a series, reading Scripture like the early Church, praying like the early Church, and then this book that's, uh, that's out now, Praying the Psalms. So um, I just encourage people to, to check out all of that. Well, I'm, I'm curious now, how long did it take you to accidentally write that book? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had been doing the, the Lectio Divina in my own prayer life for several years, um, maybe five to seven years. And as I said, I, I decided to pray through the Psalms, and so I just opened my Bible and prayed through the Psalms in English. And then I thought, well, you know, I should do this in Hebrew, and then I should do this in Greek, and then I should do this in Latin. And by the time I thought about it, I had four notebooks filled with my own translations, uh, well, the English, and then and then my own translation from Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, and I thought I could, I could put all this together into one new translation that takes into account all of these and, um, and make it available for people to really pray the Psalms in this way, um, in a, you know, in a way that will feel relevant to 21st century readers. And, and uh, so putting it all together didn't take very much time at all, but the, the four notebooks were the product of several years. Yeah, I should pray in all those languages, too, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I, do you journal when you pray, Jim? I, uh, I do. I have a journal. Part of, part of my prayer uh, routine every morning is, um, in addition to traditional prayers and the rosary, I, I do pray, I uh, do Lectio Divina, and then I have a journal uh, right next to me that I go back and forth and, and write things. The, you know, the trick is i got to make sure that I don't spend too much of my prayer time thinking about prayer and just stick to actually praying, and that's, uh, right. that's what we all need to do. Right. So when you read the when you prayed the Psalms in Greek, did you journal in Greek? <laughs> no, no, my Greek okay. isn't that good. I'm, okay. I'm really more of a Latin guy. So, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. had to ask. Okay, well, we've been talking with Dr. Jim Papandrea about his book, praying the Psalms, and we thank thank you, Jim, for being with us, and uh, good luck with your book, and glad you are with us, and for our listeners. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Creatures that can be one with Christ. In the New Testament, Christ is referred to as the second Adam, as the definitive Adam, and as the image of God. 
This means that in him alone appears the complete answer to the question about what the human being is. Creation is, as it were, a preliminary sketch that points to him. This relationship of creature to Christ, of the first to the second Adam, signifies that human persons are beings en route, beings characterized by transition. They are not yet themselves. They must ultimately become themselves. Human beings must die with Christ like a grain of wheat in order truly to rise, to stand erect, to be themselves. Human persons are not to be understood merely from the perspective of their past histories or from that isolated moment that we refer to as the present. They are oriented toward their future and only it permits who they really are to appear completely. We must always see in other human beings persons with whom we shall one day share God's joy. We must look upon them as persons who are called together with us to be members of the body of Christ with whom we shall one day sit at table with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and with Christ himself as their brothers and sisters, as the brothers and sisters of Christ, and as the children of God. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where it is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. 